Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this Chamber Conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about the campaign, Great Reasons to Do Business in the Northeast, which the Chamber launched in January. When this started, I thought I'd be really interested to hear views from people who haven't been born and bred in the region about what they think of the Northeast, what are our advantages, what maybe we could do better. So I'm delighted to be joined today by three people who've moved to the region from outside it. I'm joined by Manuel Fantan, Erin Knight and Lindsay Morn. So if I could just start with you, Manuel, can you describe your role within the DIT, please? The Department for International Trade. Hi, Kay. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm delighted to be here today. Uh, my role, I've been with the Department for International Trade for two years now. I, and I am the a food and drink specialist and uh, international trade advisor for the Tees Valley area. And uh, my role basically is helping and supporting businesses, especially food and drink businesses to expand internationally. So anything really related uh, with the exporting process, uh, um, I, I, I'm, I try to, to support and helping business with that. That's great, thank you. And your colleague in the Department of International Trade is also on this podcast and that's Ninzi Mon. Could you tell us a bit about your role, please? Okay. Um, I am the program manager for a EU funded program called the Virtual Export Manager Program. Mm. And in that we support companies that might have a problem or a challenge with an export market. And we team them up with a consultant in that area. We provide funding and uh, expertise in, in engaging a consultant. Oh, that's great, thank you. And the last part of this trio is Erin Knight. Erin, can you just introduce yourself, please? Yeah, so uh, my name's Erin Knight and I am the Partner Engagement and Sponsorship Manager at the Northeast England Chamber of Commerce. Um, I've been at the Chamber for about three years and was originally working with our smaller members but um, about six months ago, I joined our, our large business team and I now work very closely with our partner members who um, help us to campaign and lobby for a better business environment in the Northeast. Um, I make sure to find shared aims and objectives um, and look at any activity that we can do together collaboratively uh, to share expertise and knowledge um, across the, the network. And with regards to the sponsorship, side of my role. I um, help businesses who want to, to reach a wider audience and, and showcase the services that they have uh, and engage with our members. Thanks very much. Now, in order to really understand the context of what you think of the Northeast, I thought it would be a really good idea for you each to paint a bit of a background to how you were brought up, where you lived, the kind of lifestyle of where you came from. And we can compare and contrast that with the region and see if there's any lessons to be learned. So if I could start with you, Manuel, I understand that you were born and brought up in Italy. Is that right? Yes, it is, Kay. So my family originally is from the north of Italy. But in 1932, my great-grandparents have been offered the opportunity to have a an house and a bit of financial support by the Italian government if they moved to a little, little town called Latina, which is right in the middle of Italy, not so far away from Rome. And 
if you consider like uh, you know in that time uh, the, the the poverty it was all over italy and of course my grandparents you know accepted straight away this opportunity and uh, and uh, and the amazing thing is after 80 years my parents are still living in the same home um, so it's the same home where i grew up i grew up in a in a, in a family orientating environment um, where, where my parents always been very close to me. I remember when I was a child, um, although my, my, my dad was you know, running a little a car body shop, he always used to come back home to just have a lunch with my mom and, and me as well. So can you imagine uh, I grew up in this kind of environment and as well I've got great memories with uh, spend on the farm with my mm -hmm. grandparents mm -hmm. um, and after my secondary school i went to a university in rome where i got my bachelor's and a master's degree in international trade and during this time i had the opportunity to live in different countries such as uh, uh, united kingdom france and germany as well and uh, this one was a key time for, for my life because meeting with people from a different culture helped me to develop new skills as well as understanding what I really wanted from my life. And the, the, the problem is that the majority of Italian people tend to you know, follow the careers of their parents. So they end up to do the same job what their parents do for several reasons. And both, you know, because we possibly grow up with a very low expectation because there's not many job opportunities over there. But traveling and meeting with different culture helped me to think in different ways and open my mind and having the opportunity to do, you know, something, something unique, something different that usually, you know, Italian people are not really fortunate to enough to do that. So sorry for the long answer, but I hope I answered your question. That's great. And actually that paints a really a great picture because I know the Northeast is obviously very proud of its sense of community. And that's really interesting that obviously your own background is sort of re it resonates with me and how I was brought up. There's lots of similarities there. If I could just move to you, Erin, I know you were brought up in Norway. Could you t explain a bit about what your lifestyle was like and the kind of area where you lived? Yeah, so it's interesting, it's interesting a very strong community theme for, for my um, childhood and growing up in Norway. So I grew up in Stavanger, uh, which is the fourth largest uh, city in Norway, about 130,000 people. It's on the Southwest coast kind of a stone's throw over from Aberdeen. Um, and it's it's known as the oil capital. So back in the 80s, my dad, who's English, traveled over to Stavanger um, as part of the, the oil boom and uh, found a lovely Norwegian and settled there. Um, and yeah, lots of sort of large international businesses are, are in Stavanger. So it's got a very international feel. You know, you've got the likes of ConocoPhillips, Shell, Equinor, Schlumberger, um, and you've therefore got international schools, but also uh, it, within the Norwegian schools, the opportunity to study international um, 
qualifications. So I did the uh, international baccalaureate, but at a Norwegian school. So they're very encouraging and you start learning English when you're six years old, which I think is a benefit and probably also the reason why many uh, expats don't actually properly learn Norwegian there because everyone's happy to speak English. Um, but in terms of the lifestyle, it's very community driven. It's a very active outdoor lifestyle. So we have a saying that there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So you will be outside as a child, whether it's rain, snow, blizzard, <laughs> no coming indoors. But when you look back at that, that's where all the fond memories are of, you know, building snowmen and being freezing cold. <laughs> um, and I think the, the most visible part of that community spirit is um, on the 17th of May, which is our Constitution Day. And the whole country comes to a, a standstill in terms of everything is shut. People put their national costumes on. There's just a sea of red, white and blue flags through the streets. You've got the uh, parades from all the schools, children singing, bands, local community clubs in the parades. And it's just such a lovely sense of belonging to a place and yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. I'd encourage anyone who's going to Norway to travel for the 17th of May. It's <laughs> absolutely fascinating. I didn't know any of that. Although I know um, when before we started this call, Lindsay didn't know you were Norwegian. That's your English is absolutely fantastic. And as I've said before, a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks very much for sharing that. Lindsay, what, what kind of background did you have before you came to the region? Oh, right. Um, well, I was born and brought up in London and I was uh, brought up for the first 12 years of my life in um, Portobello Road. And um, my parents, my father was Burmese and my mother Spanish. So I grew up in a very international context already. My primary school in a class of 20, two might have been classified as being really English. The rest of us were from all over the world. Um, and it's quite interesting, Manuel and Erin, um, talking about community. When you're in London, it, you can belong to where you live locally, but for various reasons, you move out of your direct area. So my high school was a half an hour, 45 minute bus ride because it was a Catholic high school. And so all my friends lived in all over London. We didn't come from the same area. So slightly different sense of community uh, there. Um, from London, I did my university degree and I did it in uh, the University of East Anglia, Norwich. And I did German and history. And so that meant I spent a year in Germany, in Nordrhein-Westfalen, had a whale of a time, really enjoyed it. I was a language assistant and was able then to interrail all the holidays I could pack in. And my route to the Northeast came actually when um, I came back to London to work and I started working at the London Chamber of Commerce. I collect Chambers of Commerce's employers. And um, I then moved on to Brussels for the Association of European Chambers of Commerce. And I moved from Brussels to the Northeast. So not directly from London, slightly differently. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, if I could now go back to you, Manuel. Can you explain how you came to be in the Northeast and what are the differences that you see in it compared to the other places that you've lived? So my first time in the Northeast was in 1989, but 
to be honest, Kay, I, I don't remember much because I was only two. So <laughs> my, second, my second time was in 2011 when I came here to visit my uh, great, great uncle. So, and I must say that I, I was really impressed straight away, you know, from Newcastle city. And especially, you know, about the relaxing, uh, you know, lifestyle, uh, how people were respecting rules. So, and all of the opportunities that, the various opportunities that the, 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 the New, Newcastle uh, offered compared with a, a small town where, where I'm from. So after I have gained my master's degree in, in, in international trade and uh, trying to find a job in Italy with, unfortunately, or locally, with no success, um, I have been offered an opportunity to uh, work for an ice cream, in a sales department for an ice cream manufacturer here in the Northeast. And I still remember, I think it was January 2016, when I had my first interview with the director via Skype. And he said, Manuel, be prepared because here you need to work very hard. And I, I, I really didn't understand what, what he meant. I, I don't know, maybe Italian people are not very famous for working hard, but <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's a, just a joke. But <laughs> that time was really, okay, the first time that I thought I could really start to build my future as I always desired. And as soon after this, I met my wife, and I got married, we're expecting a baby. So I definitely put, you know, down roots here in the Northeast. That's great, thank you. What about you, Erin? How did you come here? And what are the differences in terms of the, the environment compared to where you'd been previously? Yeah, so um, I came to the Northeast via London. So I met my now husband um, in Kingston-upon-Thames where I'd studied. Um, and it was, I was, well, I'd been a couple years out of university and had a few different jobs in London, hadn't really found my feet in terms of a job I liked or a career that I wanted to pursue. Um, and they opened up police transfers, my husband's a police, and he got the opportunity to move back home to uh, the Northeast, uh, well, Stockton for him's home. Um, and in the couple of visits that we'd done up to visit his family, my eyes had just been totally opened. I had no idea, you know, all I had seen was my little bubble between university and going into Clapham Junction for a night out <laughs> and perhaps central London. And I just didn't realize the, the beauty of the North uh, that I'd not seen yet. Um, you know, going back to sort of my, my childhood being able to access the outdoors very easily. I hadn't been able to do that in the life we led down south. So the fact that we could now jump in a car and get to Whitby in 40 minutes or, you know, go to the Lake District in an hour was just a, a big selling point for me. Uh, and also the fact that we'd be close to family, uh, Phil's family and um, 
that we could actually afford a house. <laughs> that was a huge thing. <laughs> afford a house and actually probably be able to afford to have uh, children and, and live the sort of life that I'd expected or I wanted to, to lead. I totally agree there with with Erin about the contrast being a Londoner originally and also having lived in Brussels. Um, what hits you about the northeast is the easy access if you can drive um, to the coast, which is magnificent. I mean, that train journey from Newcastle up to Edinburgh when it's a good day is stunning. That you can get to the coast relatively easy, that you can get into deepest, darkest Northumberland, as I call it, where the mobile signal doesn't exist or you're in Kielder and you're out with the stars really does hit you when you come to London where you have to really make an effort to, to try and get out and it's relatively easy. Also when I came here I was starting to bring up a, a young family and the quality of life up here um, bringing up a young family is much easier compared to when I used to talk to my friends where they were living outside of London commuting in and juggling childcare and all that, um, yes, it's it's really an eye-opener, very pleasant one. No, with you, Lindsay, as well, you were saying that you've been in the region for quite a while. Could you just explain how it's changed during your time here, what it was like when you first moved up uh, compared to now? I moved to the northeast, I have to say, with trepidation. Being a Londoner, you're conceited and you're a capital city. You know, you're an international city. And then I moved to Brussels and that's a European capital. So I was moving to a regional capital, which I must admit, I didn't know very much about the Northeast. All I knew is I love the accent, it's adorable. And I don't mean that sort of patronizing, it's, it's too swoonful, quite frankly. Although I did find it difficult to understand. So I would sit in the back of a taxi of a taxi driver and not have the foggiest what they were going on about. And even now, sometimes when some of my colleagues from Teesside talk really fast and some of the pronunciation I just sit there it's like sorry um so yes I I didn't know very much and trepidation what have I seen change I would say I've been here about 25 years now um it's really become even more international and that's been amazing and I love it personally um a diversification has been incredible and that's come from you can see the number of students that come worldwide um, you see that in, uh, I've seen it in the restaurants and the food. So the number of different uh, restaurants from all over the world that pop up and the food that's there and what you can try in our supermarkets before it was all, you know, quite understandably, um, regular food that you could get in any part of the United Kingdom. And now we have these aisles, not just a few shelves, but aisles of international ingredients from all over the world that you didn't really have when I first moved up here. And things like um, in the various cities uh, we have in the Northeast, the development, so the magnificent development, because I'm in, you know, I live in Newcastle on the quayside, to have a, a building like the Sage, um, which is a major concert hall worldwide, quite frankly. I have a, a friend who lives in Berlin, who's a complete classical music fanatic. And when he comes over, we must go to the Sage. And he just sits there and loves it. And he says, compared to many concert halls around the world, this is comparable. So I would say, and also the airlines, that's been fantastic. EasyJet, Emirates, not only for us to go to other parts of the world, but the rest of the world coming to us. And you see that people flying in. That's, that's the major changes I would say I've seen. 
um, yeah, the Northeast becoming even more international than it already is because Manuel and I work internationally. We work with companies who export to the whole world. But I would say these connections have really enabled them to do, go further afield. Let, let, let me just share, I, I totally agree with, with Ninzi, and uh, even if I've been here for not long, uh, like, like I've been here for five years now, like pretty much like Erin, uh, but I've seen like especially like in the last couple of years, so the standard of, of, of the restaurants, of the foods here is increasing a lot. Like, for example, I know, you know, I'm Italian, so I'm very, very fussy with food, but like, at least six or seven proper authentic pizza restaurants has been set up in Newcastle in the last really about 18 months, which is <clears throat> amazing. Let me let me share with you. I know we could talk here for days, <laughs> but let me share with all of you like one like one difference between where I grew up and 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 the, the northeast. So you need to understand, you need to know that my, my family has never ordered a takeaway, who have never received like a home delivery, a home delivery from a supermarket. I, all, I grew up and I see my mom and my grandma like cooking absolutely everything, and I say everything from the scratch. So when I came here in the Northeast and I saw like, people buying, for example, food in cans. I said, oh no, no chance. I will never ever do that. And can you believe now I, I am one of the biggest fan of baked beans? <laughs> <laughs> Things change. I agree with Manuel. I had, um, I judged the Teesside Parmo prematurely, thought it looked like a, a <laughs> on a plate and was a bit snobbish. But I would like to say that since then, I've attended the, uh, the Parmo World Championship, um, which was held in the, uh, the park here. So, uh, yeah, a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I came from Brussels and Brussels, uh, you eat very, very well. The quality is you know, excellent. So when I came to the Northeast, it wasn't comparable, but I would say definitely within the last five to 10 years, not only the restaurants, but producers of um, food, there's been a renaissance, a generation now that's absolutely um, <clears throat> entranced and dedicated and just wants to produce good, source good food and produce it. And that's been wonderful to, to see. And also what it's meant is that the population in the Northeast have a chance to try it. They might not be able to travel to the different parts of the world, but we've got people here who want to bring it to them, the quality. And that's just such great fun. That's so good. And really great views. Um, so we know that obviously the Northeast's got great landscapes, connectivity, and obviously now it's a food offer is absolutely blowing everybody's minds, which is super as well. <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to add, Erin, in terms of the advantages of the region or any particular challenges that we need to address? I mean, I would certainly say the career opportunities. You know, I don't have a degree in engineering or anything specific, so I was very much searching for um, a place where I could, you know, start a career and, and that's been the case here in the Northeast. Um, 
Whereas in London, I was finding it extremely hard to, to even get my foot in the door. Um, I had a first class degree, but it was just impossible to even get an interview. So it's very disheartening um, to be up against so many people. And then to come to the Northeast, where I just think it was like things went maybe at a bit of a slower pace and you actually had an interview that was about you as a person rather than uh, yeah rather than how many degrees you had for example I, I think there was a a bit more of a human element to, to finding a job and, and and fitting in in the the role that you were given so um that's certainly a huge benefit I think thank you Manuel what would you say were the advantages to the region or any challenges that you've come across well I totally agree I totally agree with Erin here in the Northeast, there is so many advantages, like, you know, like, uh, for example, the work-life balance, as we talked before, the cost of the life, uh, the, the, the flexible, I really enjoy the working, you know, like uh, this flexible approach on work, uh, but um, as well, like uh, the, the, the attention of, uh, especially our organization on staff well-being. But I think the, the main highlights, and Erin has already mentioned, is in the engine of the region, is, is the people. I think people in the Northeast make a massive difference. Because since, since I came here, I, I felt really supported. People here are, are supportive, are friendly, are trustworthy. It's, it's so easy to to build, you know, compared with London, for example, it's really easy here to build strong and long relationship. And, uh, and Erin said, people consider you as you are, not as your, who are your parents or what you do, or as a person, there's that human touch that makes absolute difference. And, uh, and, uh, and there's so much as well, a, a lot of, I never felt lonely and especially from someone who comes from another country, felt, you know, when you feel su supported, when you feel that there is a help out there, when you feel that you're not, you're not lonely, if you, need, if you need help or you need support, there's someone out there ready to help you. That's absolutely amazing. And, and I think like, uh, I believe that here people that made the difference I saw from people here and people for example in Italy or in other countries in the world people are ready to give you an opportunity okay people are ready to trust you and give you an opportunity and I think this is the best way to to build a relationship with people and uh, so that's my 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 overall thought that's great and that's so lovely to hear as a proud northeasterner that's absolutely super because that's my impression of the region that i've grown up in Lindsay, what's your view um i think one of the things i like about the northeast is that um the northeasterners don't take themselves too seriously they're quite canny about themselves that's not to say that they aren't serious and they're not professional but they are um are not conceited in that sense like Manuel says, very open. And I was just reflecting on what he was saying. Yes, I've made lifelong, very dear friends up here. I don't have really sort of extended family up here, but those, those friends are my family. Um, 
from a professional point of view and, and what we do, uh, you know, with that um, not taking themselves too seriously, there are a lot of enthusiasm and openness in certain areas. And, um, you know, some of the business people up here are absolutely driven. They're going to do it. And they see a niche and they go for it. And we see it especially in the international trade side of things. Um, and committed totally to be professional and quality. You know, there's no messing around that when, when they've got a business that they're really proud of, they pursue it. That I would say are, are the positives. Um, I, for 10 years, I worked as an economic development consultant and I've also worked in the public sector. As you will be aware, Kate, the region does still have its challenges, major challenges, and parts of our communities are lagging behind, and that's a concern. And it's, you know, it's great that Erin says she found a niche, she found a job here, but there is a concern about the skills gap and that some of our, you know, um, young people in communities, working age people are lagging in skills, and that then has a knock-on effect on the businesses. Um, and that's something that constantly, I know the Northeast is pushing that we've, we meet that gap. I know that is too. that okay, Kay? You can, you can cut that out, Kay, if you want to. <laughs> no, absolutely fine. Um, we, do, we do obviously a lot of campaigns and one of them is to get the proper investment for further education in particular, so adults can retrain to look for sectors where they yeah. it, It's an area that is also about aspirations. And I think it's something in the Northeast we're going to have to carry on doing. And it's by example and carrying, because I worked in the area of um, working with women um, in deprived communities, it was called at the time, about looking about self-employment. And the first thing we had to do was to just bolster their, their self-esteem. They had the ideas, they had the skills. It was going to take some time for any of them to set up in business, for example. But it was this... You know, you can do it, but they didn't believe it. And that's what I noticed that, you know, quite a few communities working in there. That was such a shame. And that's a, a big, a lower starting point to work from. But we need to keep doing that. I like, I like the word, I like the word aspiration that Ninzi said. And, uh, and I, must, I must say that in my current, especially my current role, um, which is, you know, as, as I previous, previously mentioned, like is a supporting businesses on with, with exporting process. But I believe that my role is especially helping companies to dream bigger because I have seen a lot of businesses with a fantastic products, great potential, focusing only locally or in the region. Well, I want to just share, you know, um, probably as Ninzi said as well, is the confidence as well, because the passion here is incredible. The enthusiasm is absolutely unique here. But like, it's, it's just dream be, dreaming bigger. And, uh, and then just like sharing the message, what if, you know, what if uh, I look, you know, opportunity, not only in the region or locally, but outside the domestic market? How could impact in a good way for the growth of the business? So possibly this one is one of the challenge in the Northeast that I, you know, I found so far. 
Thank you, Manuel. Is there a particular success story that you'd like to share of a company that you've worked with? Absolutely. So, in the, I've got really many great, you know, and success stories of special food and drink producers in the Northeast, but particularly one, uh, this company, this food producer is a very well-established overseas, okay? And uh, they sell their products in uh, over 25 countries. But they've been trying the last few years to expand, uh, especially in America. But unfortunately, with no success. And uh, with the DIT-wide networking and, uh, and uh, in conjunction with our team in America, we've been able to uh, build a strong export strategy and connect you know, the Northeast company to uh, an American buyer. And as a result of that, um, the Northeast food producer just recently managed to introduce their product in the American markets, which was a, a fantastic result. And possibly they, they would never be able to you know, achieve this result without the, the Department for International Trade uh, uh, support. And, Again, I just want to highlight that this is another example of how it's important people and relationships to make, you know, to make things happen. That's fantastic. And I'm going to clap. It's a podcast, so people can't see it, but I'm clapping my hands. Well done. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Erin, <laughs> um, is there a success story that you've worked on that you'd like to share? Uh, well, being quite new in the role, I don't know how many of the... Uh... The success stories can be attributed to me yet, but you know certainly our partner members have played a, a huge role in the past 12 months throughout the pandemic in um, helping the, the wider network, sharing expertise and, and really rallying together in terms of identifying what is needed for the region to recover. Um, and, and through the summer last year, through that consultation period, really identified, you know, that recovery has to be be fair we need to have a focus on sustainability um that we need to be able to you know there's no point having opportunities there if like Nindy mentioned you don't have the skills confidence to actually grasp those opportunities so there's a lot of work that needs to be done there um and i know that you know both our partner members and um other members within the network really got together and worked on you know, doing different things than they, they used to do, you know, suddenly manufacturing PPE equipment when they've been manufacturing something completely different to help um, other businesses in the region. You know, you had small businesses normally would make gin and now they were making hand sanitizer. So there's been such a huge collaboration across the, the business community. So all credit who are our business members out there, you know, because uh, they're really the ones that are driving, driving this activity and driving the change that's needed. You're right, they are. They're really um, a very determined bunch and they've been brilliant, especially through the pandemic. Um, just to, to wrap up, Manuel, could you summarise why you think the Northeast is a great place to do business in either three sentences or three words? Well, I, I think, I don't want to be repetitive, but... I think on the top of my list, definitely people. People here are, are 
simply fantastic. So, uh, and businesses want to do business with nice people. And then I would say support, but not only financial support, I would say mental support, physical support. There's a lot of organization in Northeast and a lot of specialists really out there to support you. And, and possibly finally I would say, yeah, we really touch it, but lifestyle. I just love, you know, uh, driving when I go and, and, you know, visit my clients. Well, not now, but like before the pandemic, I drive and I see this beautiful, you know, countryside that's absolutely amazing. And uh, so definitely, yeah, people support a lifestyle. Thanks very much. Over to you, Erin. Yeah, I think I... I feel the Northeast has true grit and I don't think many places have that true grit anymore. I find that, you know, an attractive characteristic of the region. Um, you know, when it comes to both the environment, the, the nature here and also people, you know, people are really hardworking, they're innovative, they're genuine and, and I think optimistic despite the hard circumstances we're in at the moment. And I think for businesses, there are a lot of opportunities coming our way and we really need to make sure that we're ready to grasp those um, because it is such a fantastic place to, to be based. And uh, yeah, favorite place on earth. <laughs> I can't, it's almost like the end point, but I'm gonna let you have your three words, Ninzi. Uh, right, it's an interesting question. So um, what's it like to do business if you're an outsider in the Northeast? Well. Yes, as Erin as and Manuel have just said, I think it does boil down to the people up here. So yeah, they are genuine, absolutely genuine and extremely approachable. Enthusiastic, a can-do attitude and um, committed to quality and professionalism, I would say. That's absolutely super. Thank you so much. Your views are, well, they're heartwarming, they're inspirational and they're also they're really based on such great experiences that you've had here while also we're not, we haven't got rose colours spectacles. So thank you so much. And thank you everybody who listens to this podcast. And if you would like more information about the Great Reasons campaign, please look at the Chamber website and there'll also be links on there for international trade. So thanks very much. <laughs>